going to be a free-flowing conversation. And let me know if you once you get tired or whatever you have to go, we can just stop. I already got tired. Okay. <laughs> no, no, you can't leave yet. Asalaamu Alaikum brothers and sisters, I have no idea how this is going to turn out but welcome to a very special 100th episode of the Unscripted Podcast. We are in Lahore, Pakistan. We are here with our beloved Sheikh Haytham. Asalaamu Alaikum Wa Alaikum Wa I'm going to be trying my best to do this with minimal equipment here because we're on the rooftop of some hotel in Lahore. So okay. uh, I made this kind of a little doohickey to try and listen to you when you're, when what, you're speaking. What, what is the camera? Is this just The camera audio? is here. This is the, the, the people are with us. This is a camera. Mashallah. So how is the camera? Yeah. It's working. So it's uh, just okay. showing yourself? No, no, no. It's showing everyone. Inshallah. Oh, okay. Mashallah. Um, so now I'm going to move the camera to Hamza. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> and uh, Hamza Georges, of course, everyone knows him. And of course, our, uh, one of our, as I'm trying to see, unscripted. Uh, uh, co-host well, yeah alhamdulillah still and, a co-host uh, yeah and uh, he does a few other things uh, here and there as well but his main claim to fame is you know absolutely absolutely Omar Suleiman Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah and speaking of co-hosts we have Adil as well Adil Ali who's uh, also been a Stam Trinity co-host Assalamu alaikum Adil okay so uh, how's it been what we're here for we're here for the we came for the Visionaries retreat uh, alhamdulillah uh, Sapient Sabil uh, collaboration that was, it was an amazing uh, retreat and we're staying here for another few days, a week or so, to travel different cities of Pakistan. How has your trip been so far? Bismillah. Yeah. First of all, ask my uh, big brother, my beloved brother, yeah. Hamza. My <laughs> Ustad, Hamza. Astaghfirullah. Bismillah. Alhamdulillah, it's been... So you started. I thought that you would just allow me to. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I've, offered, I've learned to obey you, Sheikh. I, you're offered, my Sheikh. I, offered I obey him, you. I offered him. Just out of the and being polite, yeah. uh, and then you just jumped on it. You know why, Chef? Because I, because you yeah, called me the older brother. Because I want you to feel young, so that's why I started first. I'm kidding. You know the Pakistanis they the color of the Chef, like making him feel good. Sorry, it's a long night, man. It's been a long day. It is actually almost midnight here. They've been working Hamza like. You see, you should have showed the audience the place we are in. Because We're going to do that. It's really nice. Okay, yeah. we are on the tenth floor, and this is a very romantic setup. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's why there's no one else I'd rather share it with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brothers and Yeah. So we actually came. We actually landed on Valentine's Day. Remember? Is it? Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. See, even if the day that we landed on is not Valentine, wow, every single day for us is a day of love. What do you think of this? Hundred percent share. Yeah, what do you think? I agree, Shaykh. Are you sure? Yes, of course. <laughs> it was a fantastic experience. I mean, the more I engage with you guys, to be honest, the more I actually become humbled, to be honest. The setup with Sabil and the brothers connected to Islam 21C, I don't know what's happened, but there seems to be either your zombies, AI machines, or you just refined humans. I'm not saying that just to dust in your face, but there's been a sense of egolessness 
in the team. I mean, I've been around. I've managed a global organization, organization like IERA, managing Sapiens. I've been in the DAO for a while, traveled. And it's very, very rare that you see different organizations, teams come together that really haven't worked together before, but they gel in a particular way that is kind of egoless. There's no like agenda. Yeah, There's we, no... We, 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 one thing we're good at is not having egos. Yeah. And we're really humble and... <laughs> Where's the Coke that we ordered? Come on, man. Yeah. No, Someone the, should be getting fired oh, for this. There's an element of authenticity. Can you wave that fan quicker? Yeah. <laughs> There's... Wait a minute, this is not for you, it's for the audience. <laughs> There's an element of authenticity, meaning there is no undeclared negative intentions. And that is so difficult to have sometimes, right? And for me, it's been extremely humbling. I'm going to be honest with you, like in this kind of, you know, getting into leadership in the DAO and all of this stuff, sometimes you want to look above and have some kind of role models. But alhamdulillah, I think I found them. You know, I think I found them, you know. And it's emo it is emotional, it is moving, to be honest, because people don't know what happens behind the scenes sometimes. It's not all doom and gloom, there's a lot of khair, of course. But you realize that there's so much more we can do when you engage in real real experiences with people that is like on another level. So it's always a spiritual experience to hang around with you guys, being with you guys. If you remember, the whole visionaries was really a quick conversation outside the Chinese embassy with me yeah. and Sheikh. I think I was complaining to Sheikh about something. Then I said, or he said, let's do a retreat or let's do leadership, let's do principles, whatever. And then I was like, you know, half an intention. And then Sheikh was pressing me and pressing me and pressing me. Like out of shame, out of shame, I was like, halas, we got to do this. And then look what's happened. It's become like almost a, glo it's become a global brand. Yeah. We've brought people together in Turkey and in Lahore, people who would never meet together. And we gave them an Allah-centric, Akhira-centric vision with principles. And we did things which really, we may have felt was like not really possible at this stage. No. And this is all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. So that's what I was like, Jazakallah here for. Yes, absolutely. About people, bringing people together who don't normally be together. Shit, yeah. how did you find your your dars in Sahiwa? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Just for context, do you want to give the context to the brothers? I okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So uh, basically, first of all, I like to visit as many places as I can because traveling even a shatibi mentioned something about it, traveling. And Allah Jalla says in the Quran, "Qul siru fil ardi fanzuru kaifa kana aqilat aladina min qabil." Afalam yasiru fil ardi fatkuna lahum kulubu yaqiluna biha, and so on. Travel, go see the people around you. Yeah, that uh, helps the person to grow intellectually, spiritually, socially, and it teaches him a lot of tolerance and a lot of very good uh, equalities. Thank you. Shukriya. Assalamu alaikum. Kya hal hai? Fil kulti? MashaAllah. I actually didn't know that there was someone bringing drinks. I feel really bad now. That was a joke I was doing before. <laughs> oh yeah! I didn't know that you were drinks. <laughs> I hope you didn't hear me. <laughs> Even when he said, where's my coke? as a joke. And let me hear now. <laughs> so, this is for you. Jazakallah, <laughs> Chef. Where's that? Let's see. Where's the milk from? It's UHT milk. <laughs> it's, it's, not from, it's not from a bull, don't worry. So, bro, I was a bit, obviously we were tired. He had that buffalo milk and it tasted quite, you know, strong. I said, where is it from? I said, is it from a bull? Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. Alright, Bismillah. Okay, so I was saying that, uh, so, 
uh, we visited Saiwal. Saiwal, for the audience, is a small town south of Lahore. And uh, it, it produces almost 61% of the potato production of the entire of Pakistan. It's a very fertile land, subhanAllah. But I don't think that it has been utilized as it should be. Anyway, some brothers, uh, they said that they want to join us in order to study something with me. And brothers, wallahi, and sisters, but brothers in particular, traveling together is the, uh, the real da'wah. Because you can see people, you know people, they know you, and you can influence people, etc. So that's why whenever I find a possibility to travel with brothers in particular, I do it because that is really da'wah. Anyway, so alhamdulillah we traveled. It was not an easy journey because the roads were not that uh, perfect. So it took us how many hours? Four hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, around <coughs> four hours. We just stopped four hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. four so hours. We just anyway. got stopped by the, the random donkeys in the middle of the road. Oh, yeah. The cattle in oh, the trucks. was so good. Adel's favorite game. Uh, is it a truck or is it uh, yeah. a shadow? Yeah. Is it a car? Yeah, like, <laughs> or is it two motorbikes next to each other? It's coming towards you. You can only see. You, can, you only so notice what? something's there because. So you only notice something's there because it can't. There's a silhouette because the guy in front has lights. Yeah. Oh my God. Allah, it is so dangerous. Yeah. It's very good for the iman. I mean, no. From another angle. From another. From another angle, brothers. Wallahi, you see. Okay, a family traveling on a mob. motorbike. The yeah. motorbike, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the weather is a little bit cold and the air is hitting them, and the man is driving, and behind him is his wife carrying her baby. Yeah. And they travel for two, three hours. Yeah. And subhanAllah, there is no rare light, yeah. and the front light is very weak, and they travel. And uh, subhanAllah, today, anyway, wallahi, we have so many blessings. Mm. And people are not appreciating the blessings that Allah has given them. Anyway, so we traveled together. And uh, the brothers, uh, they decided to, to study. So alhamdulillah, we started to study a matin that I have written as an introduction to fiqh. Before you study fiqh, study this uh, short text. It shows you the overarching principles of fiqh and the high aims and objectives of Sharia. And after they studied that, they said, we have never studied something like this. I just, I don't want to praise what I have written, but when we understand the real aims and objectives of Sharia, that it changes our perspective of Sharia. For example, I said Sharia came in order to achieve the maximum benefits for human beings in the dunya and in the akhirah yeah and to rebel the maximum uh, harms from them in the dunya and in the akhirah and basically i said that there are now two directions regarding the aims and objectives of sharia one direction considers the aims and objectives of sharia related to akhirah and they neglected the dunya and one direction said that aims and objectives of Sharia are linked to the dunya but not the akhirah and no or very few people combined with them in a very intellectual way that is mind-blowing just before we move see the point is 
really Pakistan is a very great country and I have mentioned this long time ago I remember you know writing an article yeah. uh, maybe four five six years ago now saying that we have four important countries in the Muslim Ummah two Arabs and two non-Arabs the Arabs are Saudi Arabia of course because of Mecca and Egypt the two non-Arabs are Turkey and Pakistan mm. Pakistan has the potential and I feel that wallahi, we are obliged to do anything to help Pakistan. We are obliged. We are not doing them a favor. They are doing us a favor by allowing us to fulfill an obligation because this is a great country. Yeah? Why? Why? It should be a great country. It have the manpower, mm. the intellect, it have the uh, land, it has the everything. Yeah, desert, there is a desert. Fertile land, mountains, eyes, uh, everything. <coughs> The, uh, a reasonable long uh, coast or beach and it has a very uh, jawadir yeah? yeah gwadir gwadir yeah. yeah a very important deep sea port yeah so why why what's wrong so anyway we should try uh, our best of course one of the biggest problems of uh, Pakistan is sectarianism one of our aims is to try to remove this sectarianism yes as much as we can of course yeah or at least to help people to talk to each other and you know this during this trip and during visionaries there are people from we don't want to mention certain groups from right left yes i don't think that they would imagine one time to to sit together they told me this today from what i remember when i was at Nasihah Institute, they said the same thing to me. They were like, they said, was this planned to bring, I think that's what he said, to bring different people together. I said, this is like one of the aims of visionaries, right? Yeah. To actually give people a global vision that's linked to the Akhirah, Akhirah-centric and Allah-centric, what is most pleasing to Allah. And that is instilled in people and they just have a bigger thinking. Now, echoing what you said, Sheikh, I was mentioning, that, mentioning this today or the day before. I said... Pakistan, before the partition, there were some thinkers in the 30s or 20s that they had this kind of ummatic vision for Pakistan to be a Medinan model. And the mandate of Pakistan was La ilaha illallah. And I said, given that's the case, this is my country. I'm a Muslim. Yeah. I say La ilaha illallah. I'm supporting this country. I want to empower this country. I'm at your service. And, you know, when you reflect on the 1947 partition and what happened, the migration, one of the greatest calamities, the greatest, you know, migrations that really the story hasn't been told properly on a global scale. The rape of our sisters, the murder, the massacre. And the interesting thing is Pakistan is not an ethnicity, it's a nation. Different ethnicities came together and this proves that this is the Ummatic project. Yeah. Balochis, Kashmiris, Punjabis, Punjabis Pakhtus, Sindhis, so they came together with this vision in mind. Obviously, Things, we know what happened, things have deviated ever since. But given the fact that Sheikh Haytham said that there is power in this country, there is there are nukes, right? There are intellectuals, there are intelligent people, there are mashaykh, there is manpower, there is resources, there is so many things. It just needs good management, all, leadership and sincerity. Above all, there's love of Allah. Yeah, of yeah. course. This passion. They've got yeah, the passion. Love of Allah yeah, yeah. was so consistent. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you can look at it from a negative point of view that the religious class can be manipulated. But actually, 
if there's anything you're going to be manipulated for, yeah. whether it's money or fame, that these people out of their love of Allah and His Messenger come out onto the streets. Yes. That they can be controlled. And this is something actually very powerful. It just needs a little bit yeah. of direction. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's quite deep speaking to everyone, like you're saying. And even that was amazing was the different kind of groups that they represented, they had this misconception. They felt the other party was going to be yeah. hesitant. Yeah. And they were there, oh, but they were okay. And yeah. You know, it's so nice speaking yeah, to them and hearing yeah. about their work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Alhamdulillah, Allah yeah. bless uh, yeah. visionaries for bringing everyone together like that. Yeah, Alhamdulillah. And I think actually, it's a small group that potentially represents the country as a whole. Yes. Yeah, for sure. There were what entrepreneurs there, yeah. there were businessmen there, there were mashayikh there, there were students of knowledge there, there were students there. Ideologically, there were. Yeah, yeah the, it was a mix back, just like what happened experts, in Turkey as well. Sports experts, yeah. 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 Very yeah. significant. But what know. does it show though? This is a macro example of what the macro can be. Yeah. Which people could come together for the sake of Allah to work towards establishing Islam spreading the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala around the world, the justice, showing the civilizational superiority of Islam in a way that is to show to humanity is good for them. Because, you know, I'm coming to the, I'm thinking about this, which is civilizational dawah yeah. is sometimes more important than just the grassroots dawah. Yeah. 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 Because look at the hadith on Wahan, the fear of, uh, the love of dunya and fear of death. And we know it's about, you know, the different nations are going to come together and so on and so forth. But oh Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, aren't we gonna be many in numbers? You'll be many in numbers, but you'll be like the scum of the yes. sea. Yeah. So there is a sense here that there needs to be another dimension to the da'wah, which is like almost like a civilizational da'wah, to yes. show that Islam as a worldview, as a civilization, as an economic model, yeah. as a social model, as a philosophy for life, this is going to empower people, it's going to spread justice, mercy, for everybody, as you were saying in the visionaries, right? Because that's the Sharia of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. It's to, it's essentially mercy. It's essentially justice. So, we need to focus on this as well because this reminds me of like you know, there's a famous thinker called Jordan Peterson. You know, he has this view. He's got this kind of what I call civilizational arrogance. He thinks the Judeo-Christian West is superior, and he's not seeing something positive from the Muslim world at the moment. I think he feels like you know, Islam is a failed civilizational project, and many thinkers. They're not really interested in the aqidah, theophilosophical yeah. issues. They want to see by the fruits you will see yeah. them. Yeah. And they want to see, they, they think that Islam is a failed civilizational project because they don't know our history. Yeah. Yeah. What we need to show them is our history. Obviously, we can't over glorify history yeah, because yeah. when you over glorify your history, it's a sign of a defeated mind. You know, but on, on balance, look at the great civilization of Islam and look what it can be. So we need to show the world that Islam is not a failed civilizational project. It's basically a sleeping giant that's waking up slowly. Yes. Right? Alhamdulillah. And, and this giant is not meant for uh, Muslims to like uh, uh, from sectarianism perspective. Yeah, no, of course. As a mercy for the entire 100%. humanity. This is the point that, okay, so when we want Islam. Okay. Shukriya. When we want Islam to cover the world, every we want everyone to enjoy Islam, not because this is our religion, yeah, and we are forcing you to accept our religion. No, because we know that this is better for you. We want good for them. And without Islam, we see 
we see now what is happening between Russia and Ukraine. We see between uh, even different superpowers. So there is no balance of power. And this is, this is on a military level. Imagine on ideological level, because Islam is not superpower. There is no balance. At least yeah. there is no yeah, another view. Okay, there is no the Islamic view is not there on an international level. Uh, all the international agendas, whether in politics, whether in gender, whether in the small things, yes. are the anti or non-Islamic agendas because Islam has no power to offer its values and. Uh, I think this point is so important the world. around values. Yeah, I think people believe the hype when they're told that Western values are better than others. Right? They, like this is really kind of propagated around the world. And when you're here, you start to see values that people don't actually honour, like in the West. Alhamdulillah, how hospitable have people been? And my compared to in the West, even share from the moment you land, how somebody will come. They'll pick you up, yeah. they'll take you to their house, yeah. they'll bring their family, well, they'll cook yes. for you. So every step of the way, yeah. they'll make sure if they're not there, someone else is there. Exactly. Every need, even though you're saying, no, no, we don't need it. Yeah. But that level of hospitality, and you know it's genuine. Yes. And they bring their family into yes. it. Yes. And then you look at how the family is protected through these small acts of adab. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Yeah. Well, I really, yeah, I, I did not feel that I'm a stranger. No, in Pakistan at all yeah yeah I am enjoying every single moment of it subhanallah that 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 the Sheikh, atmosphere Sheikh, if you give permission we can put the the clip of when they received you in Sahiwa <laughs> they were literally throwing rose petals in the air of the sheikh said. and the, and the big, the big mufti of this this madrasa very important big madrasa famous all over the Pakistan um, where you know scholars come and train to get to an even higher level Mufti of scholarship, level. yeah, yeah. Um, oh. The head of that organization, he came out and you know, and he's from a different you know school of thought, different background. But Spanish it shows, yeah, that, you yeah. know that's why the, the what, amount of yeah. love. And he said today in that lesson, yeah, yeah. And he was saying Spanish, he didn't say it to your face, but he's saying the stuff the Sheikh's talking about. We see this from uh, revivals like Shah Wali Allah Dehlawi, for example, Rahimahullah. So you know, he's saying this is this is there. It's very important, yeah. but it needs to be you know brought to the yeah. you know public's attention. Allah Allah so. Allah. And the, the brothers and uh, uh, especially this Mufti, he some of the brothers were a bit apprehensive when they saw some of the young Duat from a different like uh, you know uh, school of thought, different background in fiqh and aqidah even and so forth. They were thinking maybe you know the Mufti is going to be a bit okay. Who are yeah. these people yeah. coming in? And, but he welcomed them so graciously, and he was like, oh. I've heard about you and you and they're really active in the Dawah scene and you know the brothers wearing caps and hoodies yeah. and stuff because they're tulab ilm but they're wearing this stuff because that's how they you know, uh, you know give reached, Dawah give yeah. Dawah and they reach their youth and, and people in universities and stuff and mashallah they were like you know giving them gifts and really uh, uh, and, 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 and you know this point just yani, I suggested uh, three years ago when I visited Pakistan I suggested to some of the greatest scholars I said take an initiative Sheikh and visit a scholar or a big school or jamia from the other school of thought. Or invite other scholars from other school, uh, other schools of thought yes. to give khutbas. Yeah, imagine, yeah. imagine if, for example, a great Daibandi Sheikh gives khutbah in 
Ahl al-Hadith Masjid. Yeah. Or a great scholar from Ahl al-Hadith is giving khutbah in, uh, for example, Mufti Taqi Uthmani Jama'at Karachi or Jama'at Rashid or Banuriya, these big. Yeah. What would be the impact of this on people? Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, I think this was tawfiq from Allah Jalla Ala and uh, yani honestly the, the effort of uh, our brother Hamza and the purity of his heart yeah. and brother Umar and mashallah our giant yeah, brother uh, Adil Jazallah <laughs> khairan yeah. I feel the running team throughout the last 48 hours from everyone, from everyone at Saiwal and inside yeah. the hall. And no, the Check, other brother think, from you know, Pakistan. From the Swafa. Pakistani community, they really accepted, I mean, non-Pakistanis coming in and they had no issues with like, you know, any uh, preconceived um, uh, issues with you guys not being Pakistani and coming from abroad and telling them or giving them advice. No, in fact, subhanAllah, Ajib, I found the Pakistanis among the most tolerant. Yeah, they. Yeah. I think they gave me too much respect because when I was here about 10 years ago and before, like for example, youth club even started properly. Now, uh, I, I, things were not like the way they are now. So when I saw them now, they have, they are muftis. Some of them are like, you know, junior mashayikh. They are students of knowledge. The Arabic is amazing. They are studying various texts. They're on a PhD program. They're doing, yeah. their marketing is great. They have a team of over 100 people. They're doing great dawah at different levels, political, uh, university, dawah stores. I was humbled. I was like, yeah. you have surpassed us in the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I know the dawah in England, for example, youth club with the way that they are set up from an ilmi point of view, student of knowledge point of view, arguments point of view, understanding the different isms, the marketing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they, the YouTube channel is much bigger. All of that stuff, they have surpassed us to the degree I said. To the degree I said, you need to launch in the UK properly, mm. and I, I would even stand in the possibility for them to take Sapiens over. No problem, yeah. just rebrand it. I don't have an issue with that. If it's more pleasing to Allah, khalas. I was genuinely impressed. Bro, they seem I to know was like, our issues better than us. <laughs> when the level of discussion sometimes in the UK, yeah, with UK issues. These guys, no, God bless impressed. them. I was they impressed. like uh, honestly, I think really and that's why I really believe there's so much hair here, and there's so much potential. We have a duty, whatever, to be at their service. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what really was really kind of unique about the visionaries in Pakistan was that it was really truly those people involved in Dawah, the movers and shakers that came together, over a hundred of them yes. coming together for four days yeah. and really engaging and laying all the barriers down and really truly like brothers loving Allah and his messenger coming together for the betterment of the da'wah and for Islam to spread and go forward and for me that was really inspirational to see people who are CEOs of companies are really well experienced are mashayikh in their own right have studied for over 15 years professors, but they're willing professors, professors I don't know about you you're very confident but sometimes there's an element of these guys have made it right in their areas and we're coming and giving them a vision and a strategy and this and that and the other. And we're thinking, are they going to even accept it? They might think these guys are kids. But we've done two visionaries now, one in Turkey, one in Pakistan. And they were transformed. One brother said, I'm going to go back to my wife or I called my wife, something like that. That I'm coming back a different man. Yeah. yeah? And it's another not, it's brother not like we, were, to we were giving them a vision, but we were helping them. Yes, facilitating. Yeah. 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 And just 
the principles, for example, that Sheikh was delivering over the first two days about the Allah-centric, Akhirah-centric vision, all the other related essential concepts, it just elevated their thinking, right? Yeah. So uh, it's just phenomenal. And if they continue, it's just something else. Like one, of the, uh, one of the students of knowledge who has been studying at one of the universities for over eight years abroad uh, and is now back in Pakistan said to me that he had been studying and he studied with a number of different mashayikh but actually coming to the course and studying and, and meeting Sheikh and spending time with you guys changed his life. He never learned more than he learned in these few days Allah. than he did studying that he could actually practically implement to make an impact in the world. So like I said, this is the, the 100th episode of the Unscripted Podcast. Um, I'm just going to wrap up by asking each of you one question. What would you like to see within the next uh, 100 episodes of the Unscripted Podcast? Let's start with Hamza. It's a very good question. All right, let's start with someone else then. Nothing comes to mind to be honest. I need to think about it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a number of things. Maybe if we can widen the scope of the guests, yeah, from different backgrounds, from different uh, backgrounds, whether maybe ideologically, maybe different countries. Yeah. So far, we've been focusing on the West and in Britain. Mm -hmm. But let us, uh, you know, uh, expand that. Uh, also, if we can invite people who are known in uh, their fields, for yeah. example, strategic thinkers, yeah, maybe politicians, uh, entrepreneurs, something like this, that will be really good. And let us maybe we need uh, to, you know, analyze the main challenges the Ummah is facing now, and maybe pick up some of those challenges and find who can. Provide practical solutions for them. Yeah. So something's come to mind, and I got this idea from a sheikh or a da'i in Oman. It was a beautiful idea. Pick the ten top global problems, mm. and each episode provide how Islam will solve those problems. Interesting. There's not one article on this or a book. Yeah. The 10 most important or significant global problems, they can range from economic to social to whatever, and provide an Islamic contemporary solution in a way that is, this is workable. Without, obviously without deviating from the core principles, orthodoxy, all of that. That would be phenomenal. So you could do a series where each series could be dealing with the top 10 global problems of the world. So that's yeah. a good idea, man. Phenomenal. Good. I'm, I'm glad I skipped you and let, let you think of a good one. Yeah, yeah no problem. <laughs> oh Hold man, on. you took my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that from? <laughs> <laughs> no, subhanAllah. It's actually kind of loosely connected to that. Is um, looking at key problems uh, that the Muslim woman is facing, but looking at people in different fields, talking about the same subject, and what you'd want after five or six or even ten different people talking about the same subject, you'll get like a wider view. Because we all speak from a position of perhaps some bias or expertise and actually having the same issue looked at from all of the different aspects and then trying to have a conclusion at the end of it I think would be uh, really beneficial inshallah and last but not least Adil uh, I think we should go back to some better hosts <laughs> <laughs> some better guests definitely <laughs> that's it for me no, okay. bless you guys Zakhla for your hard work honestly okay to all of you at home for watching uh, if you like this podcast give a like and a share and get involved in the comments below Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh